You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully, everybody's having a great week. I know I am. Uh, it has been absolutely gorgeous outside, and uh, I've been taking advantage of that with the kids and whatnot. Just got my gearhead bow in the mail, and uh, I am very excited to start setting that up uh, and starting to shoot that and get dialed in with that uh, with that bow. Um, I'm literally drooling at the mouth, so there's that. Let's see what else, what else, what else. Ooh, fishing. Right, so uh, this weekend I'll be fishing with the in-laws and the wife and kids. We're going to go on a a little short staycation, I guess you could say, and uh, we're going to be doing as much fishing, grilling, and deck sitting as we possibly can this weekend, just enjoying Mother Nature. And that's about it for uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, as the weather gets nicer, I still have to hang my tree stand or tree stands and trail cameras. I got my mineral out, but in the next couple weeks, I'll start hanging up the trail cameras and start the velvet rut that we all know and love. Other than that, today's podcast is about gimmick products and one man's journey. <laughs> purchasing gimmick gimmicky products and eh. we'll be talking today with returning guest tom waters as he talks about falling for those gimmicks falling for those infomercials falling for those uh those celebrity endorsements so to speak and uh purchasing some products that uh i guess are are crap okay i'll just say that but uh i tell you what it's a badass podcast but before we get into today's podcast, Keith Dvorsnak from Ripcord Arrow Rests talks a little bit about why it's important to have a fully contained rest. Uh, the big benefit for shooting a ripcord that's fully contained is when you put that arrow on your string and you cock it up, there's no way for that arrow to come out of there until you actually disengage the cord or you shoot that arrow. So, you know, you're out west, you're spotting stock mule deer antelope, you got your arrow on there, it's staying on there. Same within a tree stand. A lot of guys back east, midwest, you know, you put your arrow on there, you cock that rest up, hang it on a bow holder, 
it's there. Now you just wait for your opportunity. When your opportunity comes, you just pick a spot and follow through. All right. If you guys want to find out more information about Ripcord and all the rests that they offer, go to their website and visit ripcordarrowrest.com and uh, take a look through everything that they offer. Uh, trust me when I say it is a kick-ass, badass rest. And uh, I've had mine for a, quite a quite a while now, uh, getting ready to shoot the the new Ace Standard this year uh looking forward to getting it on my exodus and uh start flinging some arrows but now we should probably start the podcast and uh let's get into today's i guess product review slash gimmicky product podcast with returning guest tom waters all right on the phone with me now mr tom waters how you doing today tom I'm great, Dan. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, there are times when I'm just going to let everybody know right off the bat. There are times when I try to control my kids and I get them in a separate room or or I put them down in the basement. Tonight is not one of those nights. So the, to the listeners, <laughs> I know it sounds it may sound a little unprofessional, but you will hear my wife and my children in the background of this podcast. <laughs> All right, so that won't be a problem. That's right. So here's what I want to talk about right off the bat. It's been a year since you've been on the podcast, but because you're a returning uh, guest, but how did your 2016 season go? Uh, it went well. Um, had a lot of opportunities. Um, I hunted in uh, Texas as well as here in Kentucky, and uh, did not take a buck in Kentucky. Uh, we had a lot of heat, a lot like, you know, everybody else experienced around. So just didn't see quite as much buck movement, but I uh, was able to fill the freezer and uh, got quite a bit of hunting in and enjoyed the season. Right. How many does do you typically like to take in a year? Uh, we're very fortunate here in Kentucky. We can take as many as we want in certain zones. In the zone that I'm in, uh, we can buy additional doe tags for like $15 each. So you can take as many as you want, but I usually take either two or three, um, I, I try to share some of the, the venison and, and really start to learn how to cook it a little bit and uh, eat a lot more every year. So right. we really enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, that's similar to Iowa. Iowa has uh, it broken down by county. So each mm-hmm. county is allotted X number of doe tags, and you can shoot as many of them until those tags run out. And then once they're out, then you're done. That's great. So is that, I mean, is that how it works or is it ba- it's based off zones there, you said, right? Yeah, I think we have, I think we have uh, four different zones and different counties are within those zones and, and the places with the most uh, deer population, it's unlimited at that point. Others will have a limit of maybe three or four doe and some will have a limit of just one just gotcha. ba- and they, they manage it, uh, try to manage the herd in that way. And it seems to work pretty well. We've, we've got quite a few deer here and uh, nobody's, uh, going around not having any opportunity especially at those right right how how about turkey uh turkey we get two um is the bag limit one per day if i remember correctly uh just was out sunday didn't didn't bag one though but um we we do really well with turkey here uh, nice. let me say everybody else does really well with turkey here. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much time you got left in your turkey season uh next weekend uh, nice it weekend. started, I believe, yeah, I started, I think, at the uh, first, next to the last 
or the last weekend in April. It goes about three weeks for the spring season. Okay, cool. Well, today we are on, and um, we were going to do some kind of product review podcast, uh, but you sent me a list, and you said, hey, Dan, what about taking it in a different direction? And we talk about some products that may be considered gimmick type products. And it sounds to me that, you know, through the the correspondence that we had on uh, email, you are the kind of guy who there's times where you fall for those gimmick products and end up buying them. Oh, yeah. I think they see me coming. (laughs) So while they're sitting there at their round table designing a product, they're going, oh, oh, here we come, Tom Waters. We're going to get you to this time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, sometimes I'd like to con myself into thinking I'm an early adapter, but I think more no, more often than not, I'm just willing to try anything to get a big buck. <laughs> so has that been something that uh, you do and continue to do, or is that something that you know you did you know years before and now you've kind of learned your lesson? I think I'm learning my lesson, but you know from the uh, some of the things that we're going to go over as far as products and the newness of them, it doesn't seem like I've learned it completely. (laughs) Right. Right. So what I want to hear from your own mouth, what do you Mm -hmm. consider uh, a gimmick hunting product? You know, the, the uh, longer I hunt, I think there's more things that fall into that than not. Um, You know, everything from camo patterns you can take it uh, a million different directions, but when you get away from your weapon and from basic scent control, and I, I'm not even a big believer in scents overall as far as using those anymore. Um, I think when you get beyond that, you may be trying to find a crutch, and if you want one, there's plenty of them out there they will try to sell you. Gotcha. So something that, you know, as a crutch, something that you think is going to help you but is actually slowing you down in the long run, so to speak? That or just flat out doesn't work, but it sounds good. You know, a lot of these things that we'll talk about, they'll either have an infomercial or you'll see them at a deer expo that you go to, and there's somebody there that's uh, hawking them in uh, in a presentation. And, uh, you know, it sounds good, and we all want the same things. And, you know, we're, we're trying to, to get over the hump. And, uh, you know, if it costs 30 40 50 100 bucks, some some things more than that, if I think that possibly could make the difference, more often than not, I'll give it a shot. Right. Right. So you said infomercial. Now, um, are these typically products that the, the quote unquote uh, hunting personality is, you know, trying to pitch? Or is this something that's like on at midnight where it's you want to you want to <laughs> shoot right. a big buck? You know, some guy with this radio type voice, you know, exactly. It right. It's like they've their sunburnt <laughs> hair slicked back, like almost like that that stereotypical used car salesman. Exactly. Yeah. Like Joe Isuzu from back in the nineties. Right. (laughs) Um, Some of those things, some of them are, I think one of the four products we'll talk about definitely fits that, but uh, there's others out there that, you know, we won't talk about specifically today, but that they have that, you know, you and I've talked in the past about hex. I mean, that's a a good example of it, right. Where they'll have a, a 30 minute commercial infomercial on outdoor channel. And, you know, you're watching them have everything from, uh, you know, a, a bull elephant to a, a, a turkey walk up and just, you know, sit down next to him and surprise right. the hex. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
I, I think there's a lot of money to be made in this. And I mean, it, that lends itself to just about anybody trying just about anything to, to make you part with a little bit of it. That's right. And, uh, I remember at deer camp, there are certain years that, uh, this isn't on your list, but I'll lead with one, the acorn okay. cruncher, right? That falls under, <laughs> do you remember that infomercial? No, no. The acorn cruncher. You've never Tell heard of the it. acorn cruncher. No, I have oh, not. I've missed Tom, that you're in I'd for, probably own it if I had, right? You're in for an education. <laughs> so the acorn cruncher is basically two pop bottle lids, plastic pop bottle lids that have okay. some kind of spring system on them, and you slowly squeeze it together, and the advertisement says that that sounds like deer eating acorns and so if a, if a deer comes by they will hear that noise and they'll instantly become calm because it sounds like there's other deer in the area enjoying uh enjoying acorns no <laughs> doubt that's a real, no doubt that is a <laughs> real product so Jeez. so i told my i told my buddy hey man go go take this out and if you see a doe walk by use it so so this doe walks by he's telling this story he's like the doe, this doe starts walking by this stand and i i wanted to do it you know before you know so it wasn't just a huge spook to her where you, she's you know 20 yards from the stand and you start you know squeezing this right. acorn cruncher so he's doing it at about 60 yards out and she comes a little closer and she comes a little closer and finally she catches it and her head just goes whoop right to his location looks right in the tree and then blows and blows and blows and blows and uh his night was over (laughs) oh that's awesome so the acorn cruncher (laughs) that's a great one all right so let's let's get into uh some of these uh, gimmicky type products that um that you've fallen for in the past and uh, i got the list right in front of me so Let's just okay. let's just start with the cough silencer. Yes, um, I don't know about you, but it seems like every dang uh, deer season, sometime during it, I get some kind of a cold or something. Right. You know, where I'm dealing with, you know, coughing. You know, and you're out there in the middle of the woods, it's the last thing you want to deal with, right? Right. Um, you know, and I'll cough into my arm or do whatever, and you're sitting there and you're trying, you know, your best, you know, and your head's about to explode, but you've got to cough at some point. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, what the heck, you know, there's got to be something out there. So I looked up and uh, saw the silencer cough silencer, and um, you can even look at it on Amazon, and I guess it's so bad that they don't even sell it anymore because it's currently unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like $14, I think is what it cost, uh, what it said. It has this baffle in it, and supposedly this baffle takes the sound waves out of the cough. It's about as big around as maybe a, a really big cigar holder or like a, a toilet roll, right. um, the paper on the toilet roll. And basically what you're supposed to do with this thing is you hang it around your neck, and it's got a cord on it, and it's got this little thing that looks like a, a nipple or something like on a baby bottle. Yeah. And you put your lips around that, and when you get ready to cough, you cough into that, and it just you know takes care of all the back pressure and takes all the sound waves out of the car. So, I don't think it really works. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, you didn't sound, I didn't sell you there. 
No, no. Uh, for some for some reason, <laughs> I for some reason I I just pictured you in a tree coughing into this thing for the first time, and it just explodes and <laughs> falls into a whole bunch of different pieces. Well, it probably would have worked just as well either way. But I got to tell you, I can't imagine that the acorn cruncher is any less effective than the silencer <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sitting right there and I can't tell any difference from when I cough into that damn thing than when I don't. So okay. there was 20 bucks or whatever that just went down the went down the tubes. But, you know, I was, I was trying to fix a problem. So, you know, and for me. I'll run into that, especially during harvest season where there's a lot of dust in the air, you know, that mid oh, to, yeah. mid to late October, hell, even into the first uh, week of the rut. And, you know, I'll get up there and that dust will just get to me and I'll start hacking, and, you know, into an arm. So I, although I didn't follow through with it, I thought something like that would be beneficial, you know, uh, you yeah. know to, you know, Jesus, I, you know, I can definitely see a use for that because, you know, obviously you don't want to spook deer. What was it about right. the product that made you jump and bite, I guess, to buy it? I guess, you know, I've, I've actually spooked deer by coughing. Right. You know, and that, that was just, that, that's a kill. I mean, anytime you spook a deer, you know, you're just like, it, you feel ridiculous. But when it was something that's, you know, that, that specific, you know, it's not just like they caught your wind or something like that. I mean, that right. specific, you think, what's out there? So I was kind of looking around. Surely there's got to be something. And, um, it and uh, you know it, it was just worth a try i mean mm-hmm. you couldn't try it till you bought it and it wasn't going to cost me a, an arm and a leg to get it so you know i gave it a shot but i really think it's worthless i mean I, the only way it might be of some benefit is if you're a rifle hunter i only bow hunt yeah but if you're a rifle hunter maybe you know if you're 100 yards away maybe they don't hear you as much i don't know but <laughs> you really don't you won't need one at that point if you're shooting <laughs> yeah, here at exactly. 150 yards out Right, right. Oh, I, I don't know what the application is other than to part some idiot like me with their $20. I think that's what it's most effective at. Right. Well, hey, the pet rock made millions. <laughs> that's true. You're absolutely right. So uh, <laughs> so when you used it the first time, it did you instantly – I mean, did you test this at your house before I did. you even brought it out to the timber with you? I did, and I thought, well, you know, maybe it is making a little bit of difference because I think there's a – and I think this is a common thread that's going to run through all these things that we're going to talk about. I think there's an emperor's new clothes aspect to this, and what I mean by that is we want it to work. We want right. to believe in this stuff for a number of reasons. We want to get the result that they're offering. We want to believe we're not quite as much of a dumbass as we might actually be. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, There's a lot of motivation to to buy into it. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'll look at reviews online of hunting products and things like that before I buy them. And one thing that I've learned to do over time looking at those is you'll see people that will go in on Cabela's and they'll buy different things. And they're giving them these great reviews, but in the review they'll say, I haven't been able to use this yet, but it seems like it's perfect. (laughs) It looked pretty in the package. Exactly. So I think there's a lot of that aspect to it. So you, to answer your question, sorry, it's a long, long answer, but yes, I use it at the house, but I thought, you know what, I'm out there. Maybe it, maybe it does make a difference, so I'll use it. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, I finally said, you know, this isn't making that big of a difference. This isn't going to slow anything down. So did you spook deer because you coughed into it and it didn't work? It didn't work? No, no. I just coughed into it enough when there was no deer out there to tell that it wasn't making any kind of a difference. Well, I mean, may- there'd be squirrels that are out there looking at me, after, you know, and I'm coughing into it. So Right. Well, maybe it only works when there's deer in the area. And I'll make you a deal. I will sell it to you for ten bucks. 
<laughs> Sold. How big of a dumbass. How, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this podcast. I'm going to walk out to the living room. I'm like, I just swindled the shit out of this guy from Kentucky. He's going to sell me this cough silencer for 10 bucks. That's great. <laughs> so, so I take it it's sitting on a, a shelf or in a tote somewhere in your house? Yeah, it's in a backpack that I don't use somewhere, and uh, you know, I'll probably we'll probably have a gar uh, a garbage sale. It's a Freudian slip, a garage sale right. at some point, and uh, put it out there and uh, pawn it off on some unknowing hunter. Right. So, are all the products that we're going to uh, talk about today in a little bit of a in a like they have a designated area in your house? Yeah, yeah, and an area where I know it's something I'm probably not going to be using. So I probably have a hard time finding it, but yeah, there's stuff kind of in different places. <laughs> it's behind <laughs> the Christmas decorations. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so cough silencer, uh, Tom Waters labels it a gimmick, right? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. Now the next one, uh, is come here, dear. And I'm going to tell yep. you right now that, I bit on Kamir deer. All right. Okay. I actually, um, I actually was sitting in a hotel room with one of my buddies when I was working down in Arkansas and we would get off work about, or yeah, I'd say we'd get off work about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. we'd get back to the hotel room and we would sit there and unwind, have a couple beers and watch, the only thing that was really on is the infomercial. So yep. then here, here comes Kamir deer on TV. And I'm just like, Oh mm -hmm. my God, look at all these deer coming to Kamir deer. And I don't know if they were even telling what States that you could or could not have it in. And so I bought some and I told my stepdad to dump it out on one of the properties that he hunted. And this was like in 2005. And, okay. uh, I don't know if it worked or not, but I can tell you that I did buy it because of an infomercial. Sure. All right. Now well, that's pretty much the same, same introduction I had. Okay. So, so was it an infomercial that sold you on it? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, I, I don't want to say the wrong name, but I think it might be Hank Parker was yeah. the guy that was doing the, the infomercial on it. And, okay. uh, you know, it was, it was when I, uh, was really first starting getting into deer hunting and to your point about whether you can use it or not here in Kentucky, we can bait. So yep. you can, you know, put the stuff out. So it's not an issue. Um, but yeah, I mean, that infomercial was very compelling and, you know, I mean, they've got, like you said, they're just everywhere on it and they'll have one where they poured it and have one where they didn't. And you know, you're looking at it and how the heck are you going to think it doesn't work. Right. Could you see the high fence in the background where the commercial was built? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, the four-eyed deer with like the, the, the Christmas tree for antlers, right? <laughs> so, um, so an infomercial, an infomercial sold you on the product, but when you ended up, you know, what did it come in like a bag or in a bucket, something similar to Lucky Buck? Uh, this was actually in almost like a, like a plastic jug. So okay. like, kind of like a, like Prestone or something like that. Gotcha. Uh, so it's in a plastic cause it's a liquid. Okay. Uh, they may make other products, but the one that I bought was a liquid. Okay. And, uh, it isn't like a mineral, uh, station in the sense, but what they suggested you do it is like put it on a log right. where it will, uh, you know, go ahead and, 
I guess the, the principle behind that or the theory is, is that it'll soak into the wood and it, it'll last longer. You know, it'll give off more smell over time and they'll right. paw at it and all that stuff. Right. Okay. And, um, when you dump that goo out on <laughs> some of those, some of those, uh, uh, logs that you had, did you put a trail camera up in front of it at all? Yes, I, mean, I did. Did it bring deer yep. in? Well, that's the funny part about it. Let's just why I threw this on here. You know, because it's supposedly buck juice, I think, is uh, a similar product or one of their products. I think Camille Deer makes buck juice or something similar to that. Right. And the does would come up to it, and the fawns would come up to it. And I had three pictures, video, of bucks sticking their nose in it and running away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the opposite of Camille Deer. Right. It, and it cracked me up so much because it, it was weird, but I don't know why the, the, the bucks would run. But I had three different bucks would come up to the does and fawns would mess with it. And I don't think it was scent related. You know, I don't think it was because I you know, had scent around. I was pretty careful. And the other deer didn't, it didn't bug, didn't bum them out, but it actually made the, the bucks run away, which I, I just thought was hilarious. So from, from what you saw, only the bucks got spooked by it. Yeah. I had does would come up. And I didn't have any pictures of anything getting spooked, spooked except for bucks. Okay. That's kind of uh, that. That would be a hard test to run, right? So, if you were going to do some kind of scientific research that said, okay, right. does come your deer work, or does you know, you know, does it spook more deer or less deer? You'd have to you know do a whole bunch of trail camera tests and right. and all that stuff because you know you know hell they could have smelled any maybe some residual scent that you yeah. left left behind, but the fact that exactly. you know. It's this infomercial type of product, uh, and it is, uh, I guess, an attractant, so to speak. And you know, in certain states, that's legal. I don't think I don't think that product's legal in Iowa, but uh, right. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I I didn't I didn't know it what if it was or wasn't in 2005 when I ended up purchasing it for my stepdad. But uh, mm-hmm. and, but you know, I'm pretty sure it's it's would be it would fall under the bait category in uh in Iowa. Then again, that's just an assumption. I don't know the real deal. So, um did you ever because because of Kentucky and you can right. bait, did you ever hunt over top of that? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, because it, it would it kept it kept attracting the fawns and does. I mean, they kept coming around to that area. Okay. Uh, for quite a period of time. I would say it was probably effective in attracting uh, does and fawns for at least you know probably six weeks okay you, you know because right. i poured it right down a a, a deadfall probably about a six inch wide tree that had been rotten for a long time so i mean it really had a lot to soak into and they come around nose at it and paw at it and, and smell it and everything and i had a trail camera and to your point about it's not scientific i just thought it was right. funny but oh I mean, yeah the, for sure heck the, the old cam the old camera could you know so i think bucks are a little bit more uh, get spooked easier by cameras a lot of times than a does and fawns do. So, I mean, it could have been the camera that spooked them, you know, and I don't know, but I just thought it was hilarious because, you know, it was quite the opposite of Camir. <laughs> well, especially <laughs> for bucks anyway, right? Right. Exactly. Yep. All right. Um, you know, for trail cameras, you know, I, I like to put out mineral, uh, like right now I dumped out, 
a whole bunch of lucky buck out uh, mm-hmm. during, during my turkey season. And then here in the next couple of weeks, I'll end up going and putting all my trail cameras out. But um, uh, whatever's in there, like from in my opinion, lucky buck does a really good job of getting hmm. uh, deer in front of my trail camera. And that's the whole point this time of year for me is, yeah. you know, just to take an inventory. But um I believe in the past I used a, a it's like a, a gelatin slash syrup type of product from a company called Monster Axe. Uh, okay, they had like a cherry flavored type of thing that you could put out on a um, on a stick, and I dumped it out on like something similar, like a, a deadfall, and wanted to see if it worked. Put a trail camera out. And for about 30 straight days, I had possums and raccoons come to that and just like basically eat that stump down to nothing. And that's crazy, but no deer. So whatever. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So, so I, I hate getting, I hate getting raccoons on trail cameras. You get 70 pictures and like, all right. And like 68 <laughs> raccoons. Yeah. That does kind of piss me off now that you, now that you mention it. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Are you ever are you ever going to buy Camir deer again? No, I don't think I'm going to. It's okay. uh, it's you know, it's not horrible. I just thought that was funny. I mean, it, it does attract deer, and it may be something completely different. But uh, I'm with you. I'm more on the uh, minerals now for for getting uh, right like a trophy rock. I've had real good success with that. And then Big and Jay's got this uh, thing where you put some water in a bag and shake it up, and then put it in the ground, kind of dig it up in the ground. That seems to work. So. Okay. Yeah, I think all those are longer lasting. The mineral things right. are a lot more cost effective. For sure. For sure. All right. So the next product on the list is a ghost blind. And yeah. remind me what a ghost blind is. Okay. Uh, it has a, it's not, it's like corrugated, really sturdy corrugated paper. Uh, really think of really thick corrugated cardboard. It's okay. really durable, and it's probably, I would say, maybe a quarter of an inch thick. Okay. Um, and there's panels. There's four panels, and they will fold into each other kind of like a, an accordion, right? Okay. The exterior of the of the thing is like a mylar uh, tear-off, and it's highly reflective like a mirror. Okay. 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 And then it has uh, on the ends, basically you make like a half – a half moon or a crescent with it with these four when you expand it out right and you have uh ties like you'd use for a uh for a blind or for a tent that you make this um, little half moon and you have to you know, have something where they're not coming up from behind you uh but the, the way it works is is that as the animal that you're hunting sees you or, or sees that blind all it really sees is what's reflected off that because it kind of tilts out from the top down it's kind of leaned forward Right. So everything that it sees is just a reflection of what's in the foreground of it. Okay. So so the angle of that would be a reflection of anything that is on the basically the forest floor or whatever exactly. you're sitting on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um and how how heavy did that? How heavy was that product? It's very very light. Okay. Uh I would say and that that was one of the things. I mean, it's light without it being so flimsy that you're afraid you're going to tear it up. So I'd say maybe three pounds, probably closer to two and a half, something like that. 
Okay. So, so, you know, when we think about taking extra gear out into the timber with us, you know, right. camera equipment probably weighs more than this mm-hmm. ghost blind. Yeah. Yeah. The the only negative about taking it out into the, to the, uh, field is it's, you know, a little more cumbersome than just think of the height of it. It's probably about three and a half feet tall. So even when they all fold into one piece, that's probably about two and a half feet wide by maybe closer to, yeah, three and a half to four feet tall and then two and a half wide. So it's, it's a pretty big thing to lug around, but it's not heavy. It's just a little cumbersome. Right. Now, was there any type of, um, was there any type of, I mean, it was, there was reflection, right? And you Mm -hmm. only took one side with you. So the goal would be for that side to be between you and wherever the movement was coming from, right? Exactly. Yeah. You want, you know, best case scenario, you want to be up against a a big tree. Uh, the backside of it is in a a camo kind of a print. Okay. Uh, but you know, you have no coverage from behind. Gotcha. So the best thing would be up against bushes or a tree or, uh, some kind of back cover where something can't come behind you. Okay. And then, um, as you're, is there anything that goes over top of you? like a umbrella or is it just wide open? It's kind of like a fence. The only thing that's addition to that, that you can buy are their extensions. The top of it has, um, it's kind of, uh, beveled for lack of a better term. In other words, it's not just flat off the top. There's like right. peaks and valleys so that you kind of have shooting lanes for lack of a better term. Right. Okay. So you have these four areas to shoot out of, um, and one of the problems that we'll get to later is I think it's a heck of a lot better for like Turkey or for a rifle hunter. Yeah. Because you know, that's just, that's the only thing that's sitting out there and you're not getting all that movement as a bow hunter. It, you know, you got a higher profile. So they have these attachments that go on it that provide about another six to eight inches to extend it up. And you just push those things down. They don't really click, but they go in the corrugation, you know, little gaps and they've got yep. little pins and they, they stick fine that that gives you a little bit higher profile. And I think that's better for, you know, overall period, if you're tall and if you're bow hunting, uh, the, the downside not to get ahead of it too, is you've got to carry something to sit on. Right. It's too tall to sit on your butt and do it. And it's, uh, you know, you can't sit there and kneel that whole time because you'll be moving and everything. So you've got to carry a small stool. So, you know, you got to add that to what you're carrying. Right. So, was this a, a infomercial type of product? Was this an impulse buy at a at a store like Cabela's? How did you find out about this product, and why did you end up buying it? Um, I I did a little bit more research on it. You know, obviously read reviews and uh, waited till I found a really good deal. You know, they're they're cheap now, but when they first came out, they're relatively pricey. I think they're around two fifty or two ninety nine with all the information. I mean, with all the attachments and everything, but. I thought that I'd be able to use it uh, for turkey hunting as well as deer. And the concept makes sense. I mean, you know, I, I didn't do it on an impulse. I really researched this. Okay. So then uh, you, you did some research um, Mm -hmm. and how much did that end up costing you? I think it was one ninety nine. I was able to get it through uh, Lancaster or not Lancaster through eaters. Um, and, uh, got it through them. They had a special on it. It was the best place I could find. Um, and I got it with the extensions for less than you could get it at Cabela's without them. Okay. So roughly like one ninety nine. 
All right. So roughly 200 bucks, um, yep. a little bit different of a purchase than the two, uh, you know, the two previous, the Khmer deer, what was a, a, a gallon of that 20 bucks. And then the cough suppressor right. was uh, 20 bucks as well. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So this is a little bit, uh, I guess a little bit bigger of a sting if the product doesn't work. Right. So, um, Oh yeah, absolutely. So how did you, how did you find out that this product did not work or you, well, you felt it didn't work? Yeah. Yeah. That, and this one isn't quite as much of a slam dunk that it, you know, just is totally ineffective. You know, I mean, this one, um, I used it, I hunted with it. I actually, uh, was able to get, um, I had game close to me on it. I mean, I had deer within, you know, probably 25 yards right. of it. Um, so I don't think that it so much doesn't work, but how I determined that it really wasn't worth it is I don't think it's any different from any other kind of a natural blind yeah. or any other ground blind that you could spend that money on. And in fact, I don't think it's as good okay. because it, it, the flexibility, I can go into some details, like the flexibility of it. If you spent that money on a regular pop-up ground blind, you can get a really nice ground blind. You've got no uh, back backside uh, right. that you're concerned about. You don't, uh, setting it up um, in the wind, if it's a little bit too windy, this thing can't deal with it. And by a little bit, I mean probably over 15 miles an hour. Right. So um, you know, are there stakes that go into the ground for this? There are, but I mean, you're talking about stakes holding up uh, a cardboard kite. Right. Okay. So right. you've really got to stake it. And if the, you know how winds go, and they don't always go in the same direction, especially where we hunt, right? Right. And, you know, you'll get this flat, if you get any flapping back and forth, then you've lost everything that you've, you know, that, that you're gaining because they're going to notice that movement. You know, if it's sitting still, they'll be fine. They're not, they're not going to pick it off. Right. But the flexibility of it is not as great as you would think. And I, I really feel, um, you know, the, the big, the big, uh, problem for me was when I did have a problem with wind and it did spook a spook a deer that I was wanting to take out. Okay. Um, so that, that really was kind of like, you know what, I can't control that, but for this same money, I can get a really good, uh, blind, regular blind to use it. And it's really not that different as far as the cumbersome amount of it. I mean, you've got more flexibility as far as running gun, if you want to use that term, with right. this. But I think what you lose versus a regular blind is just uh, just makes it a poor investment, in my opinion. Right, right. So did it work? Because what I see is the sun, even though it's maybe like late in the day, the sun hitting mm -hmm. it, uh, it, it reflects. And even though it reflects down, uh, it can give off some kind of reflective light. Um, did you ever have any issues with that uh, deer seeing the reflectiveness of it? I, if I if I did, I didn't know it, Dan. I never I never saw any. The only time I saw a deer spook off of it was when the wind caught it and was moving it. Right. Um, but I don't know that I had the wind, the sun at my the sun in front of me anytime I used it that I remember. Right. So I don't know that I had the sun catching it like in the morning or something. Right. So did, um, you mentioned you had deer in front of you at like 25 yeah. yards with it. Were you ever sure. able to harvest a deer while behind that blind? I could have a number of times there were does and I, you know, a few young bucks, but not, not what I was looking for. The one time I did have a buck that I was wanting to shoot, uh, is the time when, if, you know, when the wind caught it and 
it, you know, he was, he was looking towards me and then I was, right. I was almost at full draw. I mean, I was, you know, almost pulled back and the wind caught the thing and then he bolted. And I'm really sure that the angle where I had, because I had those extensions and I was down low enough. Um, it wasn't my drawing on him that he caught. I mean, the thing really moved probably right. about six inches when the wind changed directions on me. So if you're sitting in a chair and you come mm-hmm. to draw, do you have to stand up to shoot or, or elevate no. yourself? Okay. So no, no, so, you don't. So your, your shoulders and your arms and your head are above the top of the blind, right? They're, they're even with the, the top part of those uh, bevels okay. of the peaks and valleys. Okay. So you can be behind those. But when you're getting ready to shoot, you're going to move into one of those. So yes, in that sense, they're going to they can see that portion of you. Okay, all right. They're seeing a very small, very small portion of you. All right. So it's not necessarily a big. They're not seeing big movement like if you were just sta- sitting in in the grass. No, they're they're def- Yeah, exactly. They're okay. definitely seeing more than they would when you're bow hunting than they would if you were gun hunting, which I think is a drawback to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think that they're. You know, I've been able to to, uh, to have way too many of them in front of me for it to be something that doesn't work. Right. Okay. So, other than that, uh, just, you know, it may have worked, but you, you feel that for that same dollar amount, you can get uh, a ground, a, a different style of ground blind, like a pop-up ground blind, and that will allow you to be fully enclosed and have basically the same opportunities. Yeah, and you know you've got the scent elimination aspect of it too that works better in a regular blind. Uh, I've got a regular blind that I use, and uh, you know I hunt primarily out of trees, but I'll, I'll do some ground blind hunting in areas that I can't uh, find a good tree. But uh, I just think that there's better ways to spend that money, and that not only that, the the limitations that are around the use of it. You know, when we started talking about it, I said you need something backdrop, or you need. Uh, you know, up against a, a, a draw, a, a cliff or not cliff, but you know what I mean? Something right. behind you right. where you can guarantee nothing's coming up in those situations. You know, I don't know about you, but in, in other cases I've made a ground, I mean, I've made a blind, just a natural blind. you know, pull up some, uh, pull up some, uh, limbs and some, some brush and, you know, just kind of make, you can make one, right. uh, because you've got to have the same environment to do that as you do at the ghost blind. So you're more limited on the ghost blind than you think you are in the places that you can use it. And I think that's why it kind of, it's one of those things, yeah, it can work, but it's still pretty gimmicky and it still has a limited application. So what did you do with it? Is it sitting in that special corner in your house or did you end up giving it away? Yeah, I think, no, I think the silencer cough suppressor is holding it up right now. Uh, Again, I'll probably sell it at some point, but uh, yeah, I just uh, haven't, haven't done anything with it yet. Right. Well, hopefully not to anybody who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So the last uh, product you have here on your list is the Game Hide, and I I've heard of Game Hide before, but I've never really. I guess looked into it too much. So just uh, let us all know what is Game Hide. Sure. Uh, Game Hide is a camo brand that uh, has, I think it's been out for a while. Uh, they originally were uh, a part of Matthews. All their stuff was like the Lost Camo, and I think it right. still is the Lost Camo uh, 
pattern on it. But the thing that they came out with that kind of uh, caught my eye, uh, and I think is probably one of their better sellers, is their Alimitic product. Okay. And um, for people that you know live uh, live in the Midwest or in the South, especially the farther South you go, um, ticks and Lyme disease is uh, you know a real problem, and um, it's something that everybody deals with whether you're scouting in the summer or you're you know hunting for turkey or uh, if you have an early season like in kentucky our our archery season starts the uh, first weekend in september so we're definitely out there uh hunting and uh, everything leading up to hunting and dealing with these ticks right so um I, that's what drew me to it and they've been selling it for a few years and i just you know was really wanting to deal with it because i've got a process that I utilize that really does a good job on it, but it, you know, it takes some time. And I thought, well, you know, if I can buy some stuff that actually will do what they say it's going to do, man, I'm all about that That because it's guaranteed uh, through the life of the product that uh, they offer. So that, that's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good guarantee. Right. And uh, so when you ended up getting it, I mean, obviously that would be a hard product to prove again um, that it, it didn't work unless you had an encounter where you found ticks all over you. I mean, is that what happened or I guess walk us through where you were just like, sure. hey, man, this didn't, this didn't work. Yeah. I, uh, and I think part of the, some of the decisions when I go, you know, this is an overarching thing, but some of the decisions when I get ready to buy something, a lot of it has to do with, okay, if they're associated with this company, or they're a part of this, I've had good success with that. They probably wouldn't have something that doesn't work. You know, right. I think that's probably maybe a little bit of a rationale process. And I shoot a Matthews and I knew that they were affiliated with them uh, at some point. And I thought, you know, they're not going to have some just, you know, the product that they're selling is just complete crap. And it'd been around a while. It wasn't something that was brand new. So uh, that's what led me to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because it's uh, it really is not so much a pain, but a lot of extra time to treat your clothing uh, properly to be able to keep these ticks off of it. So I went that route, and to your question, that is the way that I found out that you know it just didn't work. At least the the product that they sold me wasn't working. I was uh, out uh, spring turkey and spring turkey hunting, and I'm wearing this stuff, and it, it you buy a suit. Uh, it comes with pants. Uh, there's a top, uh, like a pullover, like a sweatshirt top, but it's, you know, it's thin, uh, gloves, a face mask and a hat. And all that was like 99 bucks on special. And uh, I think it was no, uh, there was no shipping or some deal like that that they were offering. So anyway, I got that and I'm out turkey hunting and I've got the thing on and, you know, it's comfortable. It looks like it's quality. I mean, it's not cheap. Everything uh, I was, I was pleased with, you know, how it turned out sizing and everything was good. And I'm out there, uh, turkey hunting and I'm sitting there up against a, a tree and calling. And, uh, I look down and I'm like, well, I see how this stuff is working. And just like you said, I mean, I had ticks all over that thing. So, I mean, not just one. I didn't see one tick. I mean, I had at least 20 ticks on my legs. Uh, like on you know, your skin I, or actually on the, the no, pants no, itself. on, on, on the pants on the okay. pan itself because i mean i'm covered i mean i've got i don't say i'm covered i mean i it, it's really serious here i mean we put our pants down inside our socks and spray our socks and you know everything because it's just you know you get that one time it's not just lime now they've got that thing that makes it where you can't eat meat i don't know if you read about that but there's this 
uh, rare disease that you can get. And the result of it is your body can't process eating meat anymore, red meat. And uh, it's been on a few. No, there's a few, uh, I think outdoor life had an article on it. Uh, a couple other places that have had articles on it and it's not, it's more rare than Lyme, but you know, God, I'd hate to have that. So, well, that's crazy. Uh, Cause I just heard, uh, on back to the tick thing there, yeah. there's another virus out there that they carry. And this could be the, the same one as the meat, but the one I heard was, uh, if it's not treated, your brain swells and, Jeez. and your brain, I guess your brain just swells to the point where you black out and you die. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's horrific what these things do. I mean, I, I, I just don't, you know, you don't take any chances with it. And that, that's why a product like this sounded so great. Right. Right. For and sure. you know, that may be the, the situation where I got the one that wasn't treated the way that it was supposed to, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I was surprised with it. I sent it back. They sent me my money. Uh, there was no, no issue with it whatsoever. I mean, they were, they were more than fine with it. They didn't act like it happened all the time. And, you know, I wasn't really pressing them on it, but I told them what happened. They said, we'd be happy to send you a new out, a new outfit or give you your money back. And I said, I think I'll take my money. Okay. Cause I mean, I, I know how to keep this from happening. I use a uh, permethrin, uh, which is a, just a spray on that. And you put it on all over your clothes, you let it dry overnight. And it's good for about six weeks, even right. through washing. Okay. And uh, it does a great job. And I've never had a problem with ticks since I've been using that. But I thought, you know what? This would be a lot easier. I won't have to treat all this stuff. And it's, you know, the way it sounded, it was fantastic. But it didn't work for me. Okay. Did uh, did you end up, you got a full, a complete full refund on that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So at least, yeah, the, I had at the, least the company they, treated you right. Absolutely. And to, you know, we're talking about things that don't work and everything a little bit today, but I've got to say that, uh, just an overarching comment, I get better customer service, uh, from issues with the hunt in the hunting industry than probably anything else. I mean, Moultrie is a good example. Uh, uh, lacrosse on boots. I've had an issue with a boot from them. They immediately replace it. And it was a, even after the warranty. You know, so I don't know. I think they really know there's a lot of word of mouth in our industry. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've had really good experience with people when uh, something hasn't worked the way that it's supposed to. I mean, they, they fix it. Bush and L was that way on on some uh, on some things. I know, you know, the companies you're associated with, same way, you know, I mean, yeah. they, they will take care of things. And, that, and that's what that's what I really like about a lot of these things. Right. I tell you what, I, you know, I was I was thinking about it today when. I was, you know, I was just sitting back looking at my bow and some of the products that I, you know, my rest and, and my sight mm-hmm. and some of the, you know, I got a pile of arrows that I don't use anymore. I got a drawer for, full of like onesie twosie broadheads from over the years. And I, w- I was thinking something similar that how much, how many of these products did I buy? Not because I did any research or reviews, but because I had a buddy tell me, hey, man, you need to check out this product. And those are the products that I now stick with the most because I've had the best success with them. Right. So. Yeah. And you you wonder, is there, is it because there's a great product? They can be a great product. And it may be that, you know, there's another better product, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it too. You just wonder, you know, what's the best way to, to navigate these, these new products. Right. Right. Well, I tell you what, man, we got it. We got enough time for this last one on this list that was up here, and it's the Flex Tone Buck Crusher <laughs> Game Call. 
Uh, <laughs> like just the name of that butt crusher well, game call. <laughs> well, yes, the, and the, 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 it's Flexstone, but you know, not only that, but it was uh, Mike, Michael Waddell says it works too. So right. you know, we got we got to do that as well. Well, I tell you what. Um, okay, hey, let me let me say something real quick about that though. All right, yep. so not last season. I think it was 2015, right? I lost the grunt call in in 2006. I bought a brand new grunt call, and I had that same grunt call from 2006 until 2014. And the wow. reason I the reason I bought it is because it's and I don't even remember what brand it was. I, I literally think it was a green package with the words buck grunt on it. Right. So right. I took, what I do with grunt calls is I take them out of the package. I, I blow them. Right. And then they, you know, they, I, whatever sound I like the best is what, is what I go with. So I lost this. Right. And me being the anal retentive person that I am when it comes to buying hunting products, I go to a gander mountain and there's, I look on the shelf and there's like 15, 16 different uh grunt calls so what do i do i just start going down the line open up the package (laughs) blow it put it back in grunt put it back in until i found the one that was the closest uh what i felt was the most realistic like i really don't like i know what that is but and it was the it was uh a bone collector uh, and I, it was probably flex, I think it's flex tone and it's, uh, yeah, that's it's, who, that's who he endorses. Yep. And I, it's a, I, I'm not sure if it's a snort wheeze on it, but it's, it's just this really hearty grunt tube, you know, just that deep gr- guttural grunt. And, uh, that's the one I ended up going with because it sounded similar to the grunt call that I had for all those years. So whatever that means. <laughs> So this this flex toned buck crusher game call, what is it? First of all, now have you have you taken the time to look at this uh, fine piece of machinery yet on the internet? No, but I'll click the link right now. Okay, well, see I'm where just, it takes I'll, me. You can you can uh, commiserate with me as we, we describe this for the listeners. So basically, it is the most unique looking uh, game call for deer that you'll ever see, okay. and what it does is it's probably about the size of a, a pack of cards, maybe a little bit little bit bigger than a deck of cards. And it has three separate places on it to blow for three separate sounds. Okay. And well, the Here first is. one is a, a doe bleat. Okay. And it's, you know, yeah, it's it's a doe bleat, right? Probably right. not much better than you could do with, you know, just trying to stop one the way we do. Right. Uh, the second one is is the butt grunt. And it's, I'll put it this way. This would not have been the one you chose when you were blowing all those at Gander Mountain. Okay. It's, uh, it's not bad, but it, you can just look at the size of it and recognize it's not designed to be able to really do what a, a normal butt grunt's going to do. Right. And then the, the third one is for your snort wheeze. Okay. So you blow in that, and it's supposedly going to make a snort wheeze. <laughs> well, the thing that really got to me that I thought was cool was the way this thing is, and again, it's about the size of a pack of cards, a deck of cards, it has a Velcro strap that goes underneath it, and it on your bow wrist, right? Right. And you strap it on your bow wrist, and then you can blow that at any point. You don't have to pick it up or whatever. It's always there on your arm. And even if you're shooting, that you know, this is for if you're rifle or if you're bow hunting, either one, you have it there where if you need it, you can, you know, with very little movement, 
get to it and blow it. Okay. All right. You know, that, that's uh, and, and it's it just you know it's one of those things that looked good, thought it would be good. I wasn't as smart as you. I didn't blow it while I was in the store, <laughs> uh, which I probably should have. But it's it, you know it's just it's like a lot of things, right? It's right. like a uh, like a hermaphrodite. It's too much each, not enough either. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do anything well, right? <laughs> Well, that's the first time I've ever heard a grunt tube called a hermaphrodite. <laughs> well, we're breaking new ground on the podcast. That's good. <laughs> but it just really was, you know, trying to be everything and ended up not being anything very good. Right, right. So I, when I look at this thing, I just see myself, okay, here comes a, <laughs> here comes a buck and I'm trying to grunt at it, but my mouth covers both holes. So it's like uh, a wheeze grunt combo type of deal. Did, yeah, did, I mean, did you trying use to this play the thing? harmonica, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you, did you use this thing? Mm, I took it with me and I just, I, I just, no, no, I didn't. I just, I bought it and I looked at it and then I blew it when, after I bought it, you know, I didn't, right. I wasn't smart enough to try it there in the, in the place. And I just looked at it. It's like, you know what? And again, with a lot of these things, um, and this is probably just more about me, you know, it's bad enough that I get, that, uh, I make the mistake, you know, I don't feel that great running back in there to Cabela's and saying, yeah, I'm an idiot. I want to send this back to you. So right. it's still sitting there next to the, uh, Khmer deer and the ghost blind. Well, they're selling it on, uh, let's see, whatever internet, whatever website I'm on, they're selling it for $7 and 50 cents. How much did you pay for it? <laughs> I figure I probably paid 15. Okay. Yeah. That's it wasn't very expensive. So that was, right. that was the good thing. I didn't really care about it, but, uh, yeah, it's it just, you know, it's just the size of it. You know, it's kind of like a, a trombone versus a flute. You know, you're not going right. to get that much. <laughs> I, I, I look at that thing and I just, <laughs> if you were to grunt, it looks like it would make the sound that a kazoo makes. Yes, exactly. You're not far off. Right, right. right. Yeah, it, it's for people. It's for people that are are not smart enough to buy the extinguisher. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's another infomercial that you see from like uh, midnight yeah. till four a.m. Yeah, I know you always give them a hard time along with the black rack. Those are, they're same company, man. Yeah. Well, um, so I I guess you know after we talked about all this, I mean, have you learned your lesson or <laughs> or what was the last gimmick product that you bought? Uh, probably out of all that stuff, probably the last gimmick product I bought. Um, I think it was probably the ghost blind. Okay. That was probably it. Um, you know, the, and again, here, here's the thing with the gimmick product and why I won't say it'll be the last one ever, because when I bought Ozonics, I wasn't sure. Right. You know, and I, and I feel the exact same way that you and, and almost everybody that uses them feels. I think it's, a, you know, a game changer. I know that term gets thrown around a lot, but I really think it is. Yep. Uh, and you've got to take a leap of faith every once in a while. Right. Uh, if you don't try anything, you know, you're going to be at the same place all the time. So I won't say I won't do anything different, but I I have gotten to the point where the camos and the, you know, different kinds of suits and the, uh, you know, the different kinds of calls, um, I think those things, whatever benefit the very best gives you is minimal. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm less likely to, to make those mistakes, I think in the future. Right. And you know, 
it's one of those things where, and I had a conversation with some a guy. Oh, and I think we actually might have talked about it on the last podcast that I did with Rubline Marketing. And you know, you got you know you got some of these gimmick products out there, and you know, just imagine if you grunted with this little you know buck crusher game call and a hundred. <laughs> 170 inch buck heard it come came in you shot that buck you would be wearing that thing on your wrist until the day that you died absolutely every time you went out into the timber so it's you know it's it's i think a lot of a lot of these products also are mental right if it works one time and all of a sudden you know like i said or, or you snort wheezed or um you know a, a buck didn't catch you sitting in a, in a fence line with the ghost blind you know you'd mm-hmm. be you'd be hunting on the ground every hunt yeah no so, i agree uh, i think it's back to what we we're talking about i mean you're making the point that there's such a small amount of success the success rate is so small anything that's associated with that success you're gonna be hard pressed to want to go changing that right amen Amen. That's a good point. Well, Mr. Tom Waters, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, hopefully you don't fall for the the tricks of the trade anymore. I'm going to do my best not to, buddy. (laughs) I have a feeling the next time we're going to talk, you're going to be like, oh, man, I was up late, couldn't fall asleep. (laughs) I watched watched an infomercial about the cinder block that you bring into the tree stand with you, and I had to have it. I, I can't say I'd be surprised. <laughs> hey, Tom, I appreciate you coming on, man. You bet. Thank you very much. And there you have it. Huge shout out to Tom for taking time to come on the podcast and uh, talk about how he has wasted money over the years. Huge shout out to each and every one of you who have taken the time to download this podcast. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Huge shout out to each and every one of the partners of this podcast. Ozonics, Wasp Archery, Gearhead Archery, Lone Wolf, Deer Lab, Exodus, and Ripcord. So thanks to all those companies and be sure to pay attention Don't skip through the first part of the podcast um, if you're that kind of guy because there are a lot of offers out there that will help you save money, especially from Wasp, Lone Wolf, Deer Lab, and Exodus. So uh, be sure to take advantage of all the discounts uh, and uh, giveaways that there there are. So uh, I guess that's about it, man. Be sure to check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and definitely Facebook. A lot of information going on there and uh remember if you haven't already go sign up for the national deer alliance and uh be a part of that organization they're doing a lot of good things and uh other than that if you're gonna be in a tree hanging tree stands wear your damn safety harness have a good weekend Thank you.